Previously on the Simply Human podcast. It's uh, like it's like when the wet bandits uh, robbed a house in Home Alone. Oh come on! Yeah, I guess I uh, haven't. I, 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 I haven't watched Home Alone in about twenty years, probably. So. The Wet Bandits. Come me. on! I, I'm usually busy uh, watching documentaries about <laughs> things that happen in the world. It's episode 157 of the Simply Human Podcast with your host Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you. Yeah. Said it weird. 157. Like <laughs> Well, I was going to do the normal intro, but I guess I'm not now. We're just two dudes trying to have some fun. Uh, trying to have... This devolved, this devolved from like, we're trying to help make people's lives better to being like, hey, we record it because it's fun. And that's it. Well, and it's funny too, like when we, we recorded and I released the tornado story, I didn't put any music or anything behind it. It was just basically a, a 30 minute conversation that we had. It had quite a few downloads. Uh, I was very surprised. But at the end, when I was like, this is, you know, that'll do it for this edition of the Civ Hume Podcast, and you go, and remember, and then I, I like, put in a little clip from the show. Well, I forgot to do that. So it was just like, and remember, so until next time. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. All yeah. Yes. Idiot. It uh, took 155 episodes before that happened. Um, I saw something in the sky this weekend. Well, then. <laughs> Bragging montage. Um, <laughs> okay, so I took. Have you taken your boys camping yet? And by no, boys, I mean your sons. It's my two sons. I want to. Uh, we don't have a tent or anything hmm. with which to camp. Well. Now we started doing Cub Scouts like last fall, like the start of this this current school year. But man, it is just a whip. Like it is a time suck, mm-hmm. and so we've completely abandoned any idea of participating in the Cub Scouts. Where would where? Oh, well, I guess this this question still stands. Where would y'all go to camp? Being in a I, big city, I, I have no idea. I'm sure there's places around here we could just ask around. Yeah, yeah. I would probably start off doing it in the backyard. Yeah. Well, this. Yeah. Okay. So. This is we're calling an audible here. This wasn't what I was going to talk about, but this is good. This is a good conversation. This is a good topic. So we actually did last summer. We did the first trial run backyard tent experience to see if we could actually do it, or if they're going to wake up and just start pooping and peeing all over the the mattress or the sleeping bags. That's a really odd reaction. Why would they just wake up and start just going to the bathroom all over? Because they're kids, and that's what kids do. Um, Counterpoint, yeah, <laughs> so and so we did that in in the backyard, and it was fine. And it was like in the middle of the summer, so you know if you can camp out and have a successful all through the night sleeping experience with two kids, and it's like eighty two is like the low in the night, which is hot. Then you can yeah. do it anytime, right? So I was like, okay, we're ready. So I got all the stuff. You know, I already have a four man tent, and then I, I I got my kids like the uh, uh, <laughs> four person tent. Well, really tested the limits there, huh? <laughs> what do four guys four guys doing being in a tent anyway? Um, so human centipede <laughs> going on in my tent. <laughs> you could you could fit four men in any size tent if you really are creative. Um, and so we uh, how you stack them in, though, like Tetris. <laughs> so we so we got the sleeping bags, and I got them. In, I don't sleep on an air mattress, but I got them an air mattress. You know, if unless 
if your car is within walking distance, you're glamping, right? Like, can't, real camping is like you're hiking into the woods. So, like, oh, air mattress. Oh, oh, oh. Well, if your car is within sight, then you might as well just have an air mattress, people, right? Because you have your car there. It's not, it's sort of... Furthermore, you might as well just stay inside. <laughs> stay in a hotel. Um, yeah. Well, camping. We're camping near the car. Well, we're yeah, camping yeah. in a hotel. Okay, we're <laughs> right, in a right. It's a, it's a very slippery slope, indeed. Um, <laughs> and so... Um, so we've done, this is our second overnight camping trip, and they they do great. Uh, we did the Friday before spring break. We we have a state park within twenty minutes of our house, and so it's a you know, and we we do hot dogs and s'mores and just the prototypical. And I have like I've you know I did an eight day outdoor survival training, and I've been camping quite a bit. Every time you go camping, you get a little better at camping. You know, like you'll be there and you're like, yeah. Dad gummit, why didn't I think to bring da da da? And you add that to the list, and so then yes. next time you have it, and so. I feel like I remember like in college I don't think you were at, at this one but we went out to Jackson's place in Cross Plains and we like it was like alright let's do this it was freezing cold we didn't bring chairs we didn't have like plates or forks nothing and I remember you're doing like straight uh, Tom Hanks in uh, Outcast yeah but but like not, but, not Outcast uh, not outcast. Castaway. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. He's rapping with Andre 3000. Just <laughs> so well, that that wasn't like a uh, you know in in Castaway he was put in that position. This was just us being idiots and not realizing that hey guys you need to like bring things with you. You can't just like get meat and go. And so th- this particular deal we had a little styrofoam uh, cooler. Because we probably forgot our cooler and we like bought one at the gas station like on our way out there, and I remember Jackson. We had like, oh, I, th- I think all the meat was like about to be cooked, and it was sitting like inside of this cooler all season, and everything. And Jackson comes over and he's gonna like sit down on the styrofoam cooler. <laughs> that sounds and as soon as he sits down, of course, what is it? What happens? It, it falls under the weight of this. Yeah, uh, the whole cooler just like explodes, and all of our meat had like dirt on it after we cooked it. So anyway, so that's we, all right. Yeah, you know it's dirt meat. It was good. Yeah. So I had a camping trip. It's lots of fun. Uh, we have we could probably do. I, I go I go camping by myself any chance I get, and I have a little one man tent for those adventures. But anyway. You should take your boys camping. It's fun. Do a little trial run and then take them somewhere. I don't know. There's probably a, there, I think there is a state park like in in Arlington actually. Joe Pool Lake. Uh, I, okay. I believe there's a state park, um, which is fairly close to you. Um, yes. And so we're coming home from that on Saturday, and I saw something in the sky. And if you remember where Kirby Lake is, yes. Okay, so we're driving near Kirby Lake, and I thought, hey, look, someone's out at Kirby Lake, and they're flying a kite out of their boat. There's a there's a triangular shaped black kite in the sky. How fun and interesting! And my daughter thought it was a, a like a parasail or like a like a isn't that what it's called when you have the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. hanging under yeah, the big par- yeah? She thought that was parasail. what it was parasail. And we were looking at it, you know, and kind of stopped, pull over. We're like, wow, what is this thing? And it started and it kind of flattened out. It was like up and down vertical, so we could see its full like. I guess we're you know looking at it from the top, you know, and then as yeah. it as it kind of came back sideways and started flying off, we sort of started realizing, wait a second, that's not a kite because it's like it's it's flying away, and it's like well maybe somebody maybe that's like a remote control plane. No, as it kept going farther and farther away, it's like they don't go that and they go far, but they don't go this far. Rick, it was a stealth bomber. 
that I was there not, was a, not not very stealthy. Not so stealthy they stealth to, bomber. They forgot to switch it. They forgot to switch uh, switch it to on. That, that is that is one thing I posted that on Facebook and people were like, "Well, not very stealthy." Well, it's not an invisible bomber. That's a joke, Mark. I'm not being serious. I, I know, I know, but other people were making that joke, and it's like I wanted to comment back, like, "Listen, people, it's 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 a thing. It's a it's an object. You can see it." But here's the crazy thing about it. So there's an air show at the at the airport. We have an air force base here, which I just out was out at this afternoon. Oh, speaking of, I went and spoke to 30 first time airmen, and I told the party bus story to them. <laughs> that was the that was the story I chose to tell. These guys were looking at me. I got they were, you know, these like eighteen, nineteen year olds. They thought it was great. If you don't know what the party bus story oh, is, yeah. go back to what is it, episode three or four, and listen episode to like the party two, bus yeah, story. It's very early very on, early. it might be the best. That might be the best. That's my being human. Yeah, that's my that. favorite one to tell because it's such a crazy ending. Um, but so the stealth bomber when. It was crazy. It looked fake in the sky. I've never seen one, I guess, in the sky. And apparently the B-2 is what is flown out of Dias Air Force Base here in Abilene. Apparently they're trying to discontinue the B-2. And if that happens, the B-1, which is the stealth bomber, I believe, would be flown out of Dias. Well, that'd be pretty cool to have, like, to see stealth bombers flying all over the place all the time. But it would, like, when it was flying away, like, it was so thin in the sky it really was incredible to see in the sky. You could barely see it. Even when we were pretty close to it, you could hardly see it. Um, so anyway, there was an air show. So I saw a stealth bomber. Have you ever seen a stealth bomber flying in the sky? I have not, no. Huh. Well, hmm. add that to the Mark Rogers winning over Rick. One I more. think you should also add to the bracket montage, there's an Air Force base here in town. Yeah, that was, another that was a pretty good I one. Want, I didn't want to interrupt your momentum. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, um, I have a, a Rick's Cop Corner. Okay. Um, and so we are going to hang on. Give me one second. Um, Century twenty-one flute fail. Uh, I don't believe that uh, you'll be able to hear this, but I'm going to play this. Hang on. Okay. Oh, that gum. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not going. I can hear, I can. I can hear it. Well, it's not. It's going through the your audio, not the actual recording audio. Anyway, it was supposed to be the Rick's Cop Corner intro. Well, we'll just do this. <laughs> Rick's Cop Corner. Series of fart. Okay, so you probably heard about um, the shooting in Arlington at that bar. Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about this. Um, this was. And yeah, two identified. Okay, okay. So there was a guy in Arlington who walked into this bar over on Cooper Street, right around the house where my parents used to live, Zona Caliente Sports Bar, at six fifteen p.m. And the shooter, James Jones, forty-eight, and employee Caesar Perez, thirty-seven, were pronounced dead at the scene. So this guy James goes in, starts fighting with an employee, Caesar. Can you hear that? <laughs> Yeah. See, like, you, you won't be able to hear that on the recording, but it's, like, th- going through your audio. It was some ad. And oh. and in the in the, the restaurant at the time was uh, a person that had a, a an active license-to-carry license, and they had a gun on them. Uh, okay. they, they call it a CHL in the, in the story, a concealed handgun license. It is now called an LTC, a license-to-carry. 
Um, this guy Jones, we find out after the fact, has four weapons on him. The handgun, he has another loaded handgun in his pocket and two knives. Um, and, the, and the LTC holder pulls out a gun and shoots James, who, ha- who after he shoots Perez. So you have this instance where somebody that has a gun on them, a, a citizen, sort of, you know, quote-unquote, saves the day, so it appears. As, a, as an officer of the law, what do you, what, as, a, as a license to carry holder in a restaurant, seeing this, what is your advice to, to, to that person? What? What is my advice if you have a gun and you see... You're a responsible gunman, gun gunman, and uh, you see someone shooting somebody else. Yeah, shoot them. Okay, so uh, okay, do stop you sh- the uh, stop the attack. Yeah. So, so do you shoot? Stop the- do you shoot? Let's say let's say the, let's say Jones had pulled his gun out and he's pointing the gun at Perez, and you were seeing yes. him point the gun. He hasn't pulled a trigger yet. Do, can, do you do you shoot? Do you shoot him then, or do you? Yes. Wh- okay. Yes. Okay. What kind of? St- Questions are these? Well, I'm just asking because I don't know. Because what if he wasn't going to shoot him? And the, what if he wasn't going to shoot him? It was what if what if it was an unloaded uh, gun and he was just pretending? That is a uh, no. You you can't tell. Okay, listen. This is going to come across as me being like a uh, super gun nut. Everyone should have a gun. I, you know full well. Yes. I uh, feel like we should go door to door and melt all them down. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, beside the point, uh, you can't tell by looking at a gun if it's loaded or unloaded. Right. If it's pointing at someone else, and so I don't know, man. Like I would assume that someone pulls a gun and points at somebody else. That's you're, that's bought and paid for. You're done. So like, in, uh, if you were in that situation, let's say you're off duty and you you are you know carrying a gun and you see that situation, I, do you? I never carry a gun off duty, but yes. Oh, let's, this uh, is hypothetical. Yeah. Let's say you forgot to take it off and you got the one on your ankle that you showed me that time when my head was in your lap. Um, <laughs> do you do you pull your gun and say, "Hey, drop it! I have a gun." I say, I say nothing. I pull my gun and I start shooting. Okay, so you don't say like, "Hey, drop drop the weapon! I have a gun." It's a lot of like science behind like you can either, especially in a critical incident, you can either talk or you can do something. And so, uh, if the time for talking is now complete, if it's now time to do something, then you need to close your mouth and start doing something. So, so the point, like, he, if he just says, look, I've got a gun and I'm going to shoot you, but he hasn't pulled a gun, you haven't seen a gun, obviously you're not going to shoot that, the person. So if that happens, guy says, i got a gun, and he's reaching his pocket. I'm going to pull mine out, and I'm going to point it at him, and I'm going to say, don't do that. Stop doing, put your hands up in the air. Even if he's coming out with a gun, drop your gun, drop your gun, drop your gun. But if it's very apparent that he's not dropping that gun, then, yeah, the time for giving warnings is over. Man. That's so crazy. And so, so okay, let's say this guy didn't have all these other weapons on him because apparently he was it, unstable and he was going to do some, th- some more damage. If he didn't have that on him, like, I don't know. Because like, now, like, can that guy get sued? Can, will, this, will, will Jones's family sue the guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They will sue him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, won't, they, they won't win, but, yeah, they'll sue him. It's 2017. People will sue anybody for anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time uh, thinking that uh, his family would be able to get anything out of this guy who just saw a, an aggravated assault and then it turned into a homicide in progress and 
ended it before anybody else can get hurt. That guy should be getting a, uh, a key to the city. Yeah. They're going to sue him regardless. Yeah. Or the, but, I mean... Are they going to be able to win? No. Yeah. I don't think so. So one of the things that I learned, uh, you know, here recently was, you know, only time you're going to use a gun, if you are a licensed gun holder or carrier, is to preserve a life. And so yes. is that what you would, are those the, is that the phrase that you, well, you have been uh, trained? I would say you can preserve a life by ending an existing threat. Now, however that happens mm-hmm. to be, be pointing my gun at someone can stop that existing threat and they go okay oh, i don't want to get shot and they drop their gun that's in the, that threat right but if they're pulling the trigger then i mean there's really only kind of one way to right. the existing threat you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like uh you know legally in the state of texas if i wake up in the night and i look out and somebody is taking a dump in my backyard and it's you can actually shoot and kill them i can sh- right right legally now is that a good that's, idea that's, oh that's a terrible idea and i'll actually elaborate uh, Texas allows for uh, you to shoot someone for what's called criminal mischief, which is uh, think think vandalism in the nighttime. Uh, in the nighttime, yes, criminal what? mischief at nighttime. So if you see someone uh, smashing out the window to your car, you can go out and shoot and kill them. And that's uh, to me, that's insane. Right. But uh, I bl- also I believe that's insane. So yeah. yeah, so that's that's a, why why at nighttime? Why is it specified nighttime? I would assume because uh, you know the night the night is dark and full of terrors. Well, well, what if someone's taking a dump and it's noon? Can you still shoot them? I have to look into that. I'll, the, I'll get our the, I'll get all our department's legal advisor yeah. on the horn. The, the moral the moral of the story is crapping, but it's a crapping in your yard at noon. So the uh, the uh, the moral of the story is, yeah, if you're going to take a dump in someone's yard, make sure it's during daylight hours. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. So like, yeah, can you legally in Texas? Can you shoot them? Yes. Should you? No. No. If you only shoot someone. I feel like this is such a a very uh, obvious conversation, like a very obvious deal. But like, yeah, you should really only shoot someone if that's the only thing you can do to preserve other life you know right like uh shouldn't shoot them because they made you angry or right. because they cut you off in traffic or because they were swearing at you in line at the movie theater or <laughs> uh most of the things that people have been doing uh for the, a the, time yeah here, uh, like just shooting someone because they make you mad like uh you should really only be shooting someone if that's the only way yeah. to end a potential threat. Yeah. That will preserve a life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Your life or someone else's life. Now, here, here's some other things well, that I've thought about. That the, the defense of a third person. Okay. Like if uh, someone was holding a, a, a person hostage and you shoot and kill the, the, the hostage taker. Uh, well, you're in defense of another, a third person. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, in a hypothetical, you got to think of these things like, okay, if I'm at, if, let's say I'm at Walmart and there's an active shooter like in the back of the store, am I going to like yeah. run back and try to engage that shooter? No way. I've got kids. I'm running out of the store. Now, if I'm at that same Walmart and somebody pulls a gun out and shoots somebody right in front of me or like this guy in the, in the bar and I, you know, like at that point, like I'm, I might get shot as I'm running away, so then I need to, to, to preserve my own life and the lives of those around me. Then I may need to use deadly force. But anyway, well, but I also feel like if you're going to bear the responsibility of getting your uh, whatever they call it, not CHL anymore, but you have the LTC. Term, 
if you're going to bear that responsibility of being that person, then uh, you also need to understand that uh, you kind of have a responsibility to do something. And right. uh, if that means you take a round in the process, then hey, man, shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have got watered into a gunfight. Yeah, that. Would, during my my uh, LTC training or whatever, that guy would said a lot of the th- same things. Like he used a lot of the same phrases that I've heard you say. One of them was, "Yep, you're in a gunfight. You bring a gun to a gunfight. You need to be prepared. <laughs> like you need to have thought through those yeah. things." So, other, and that's another. Listen, we could talk about this all day on, on why that kind of stuff is really stupid. But yeah, uh, yeah, you, you have to. There has to be a mindset when you carry a gun, and that's part of why I don't carry a gun off duty anymore. Yeah. Is because if I'm out of the house, it's with my wife and kids, and I don't want to bear that responsibility yeah. if I'm right near them having to engage a bad guy. I, right. I mean, I, people will disagree with me and, and say that I'm stupid and say, yeah, well, I mean, you're you're trained to handle firearms and you obviously know the legality of it and you know you've been through that before and uh, you know why don't you? But because I, that's just a responsibility I'm not willing to bear. Yeah, because let's say you do have your gun. And there's an active shooter, and you run away, and then if we find out, oh, I, Rick had a gun, and he ran away. I can tell you that if I had a gun and there was an active shooter, I'm not running away. Right, in, right, that's what I'm saying. In my day. And so, like the other day, uh, around here, there was an active shooter yes, in college. Yep. And I'm in my office, and uh, all of my equipment, my vest that says police on it, my rifle magazines, all that stuff is in my car, my work car. But someone had borrowed my work car, another sergeant, to take it to a class. So I didn't have any of my equipment, and my boss almost had to physically restrict. You cannot go out. Yeah. I was like, I need to go out. It's like, right. But, if, but but let's say you're off. But, police. There's 500 kids running out of the college. People are going to see you with a gun, and, right? And you're, you know, khaki pants, and be like, that is the guy. Right. So yeah, and so it was very hard to hold me back. But yeah. Well, let's say let's say that you were uh, you weren't on duty and you didn't have your gun and you hear about that, then then you don't have that instinct. Right? No, uh, absolutely. No, 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 no. If I don't have a gun, I'm not going to wander into a gun. <laughs> if I'm going to get shot, it's going to be... You're going to have a gun, gun. yeah. <laughs> okay, this has been very educational, really. I think this is a very important topic, and thank you for your wisdom and and for all that you do for us, Officer Bentley. I should also say I don't want anyone out there to shoot anyone. Yeah, we please. We all stop doing that. that would be really God, cool. that would be great, wouldn't it? Okay, now as we transition, um, yes. now I have the audio right, so the, we are hearing this. <laughs> it is now time for Mother's Day talk. Oh, yes. When is Mother's Day, Rick? Not not this year. I'm saying every year. When is Mother's Day? Oh, I don't know. Second Sunday of May. That's v- you knew. No, I mean I know it's this coming Sunday, so I'm assuming I know it's one of those. You know, it's like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thursday of the month type deal. So yeah. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this, just quickly. When is Easter? Uh, forty days after Lent. When? Okay. So when is? But when is Lent? Well, I actually read into this not too long ago, and I forgot yeah. when they determined the day of Easter. I forget. Okay, this is crazy because I'm 35, bragging montage, and I just learned this And this past Easter. I've had 34 Easters. Um, 
It is the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Can we not just Seriously. say, hey guys, we're going to do Easter on the second Sunday in April. Yeah. Because there's literally, I could also, I, this is why I did a ton of reading about this. There's zero historical anything that says that uh, the, uh, the whatever you'd like to call it, the crucifixion story, There's that, that didn't happen in April. Like right. uh, on that specific day, right? So why can't we just all say, "Hey, just here's the day." Let's do it on the second <laughs> Sunday of April, and we'll remember. It's so it complicated. It could be it, the earliest. It could be is March twenty second, and it was that early in two thousand eight, because that's it, it, because the first full moon fell on a March twenty first, and it was on a Saturday. So the following Sunday after the first full moon, after March twenty first, was March twenty second. And it's going to happen again that early in like 200 years. And then the latest it can happen is like April 25th or something. So there's like this huge range of Easter. That seems so weird to me. Why can't they just pick a day? Here's the day. Well, it's like Christmas. Yeah, like, there's uh, the day. That day kind of, it's not arbitrarily, but like, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we do that. Why, why can't we do that with Easter? I agree with you. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Well, get, okay. Uh, get, get, me, uh, get me the Vatican. <laughs> There was something else I was going to say about Easter. Um, that gum we were talking about the first full moon after when is Easter? You said, "Ah, oh, crud! I can't think." Okay, anyway, so Mother's Day. Do you typically do something? Okay, but here, here's the thing: you have a mother. I have a yes. mother. Everyone has a mother. You grow up doing something. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'll, I'll, I'll save it. You do something for your mother. Then you get married. You don't have to worry about your wife on Mother's Day because she's not a mother until you impregnate her and she becomes a mother. Hopefully it's you that's impregnating her. What what like now you've got two now as a dad I'm asking you this. Are you, on Mother's Day are you are you guiding your sons to do something for your wife? Are you doing something for your wife and your mom? Like what is your Mother's Day philosophy? Of course, I have to guide the two of them. They're idiots. They're nine and six. They don't know how to do anything. So I've taken just them barely nine and six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, but is that yeah, all I you do? But is that all you do, or do you do something for Anna too? Well, what we might end up actually doing is I threw this uh, threw this out there. We may, uh, you know, if she wants to go to lunch someplace. Probably going to be bread and lobster. <laughs> But like, if she wants to go to the lunch, inside joke, maybe take her to lunch or something, and then let, and then uh, I may take the boys to my my parents' house and let my wife have just kind of free reign of the house, complete silence, uh, for the rest of the day. Yeah. While I take them up to my mom's house, my parents. Okay. House. Yeah, that's good. So no, like presents or big gifts or anything on Mother's Day. Like, there's already Valentine's Day and their birthday and anniversary and. Yeah, I mean, I got. She had some things on her Amazon wish list. Yeah. Uh, some like, uh, and this is not because she's she believes in like the fake signs of like the essential oils. Yeah. yeah. Smell. We love the essential any, oils. You can't uh, you can't cure like autism by sprinkling essential <laughs> oils on those or anything. But uh, she likes the way they smell, so yeah. I got her some some crap she had on her list. It's like fifty bucks or something. Yeah. Like that. That's going to be from the boys also. Right. And also, from, it's understood that they're idiots. They don't know how to do anything. Yeah. So I'm very clearly, I'm doing the work here. Yeah. And they're reaping the benefits. I'm yeah. getting left on the cold. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, she will clearly know that, hey, you know, he helped them out with this. But. Well, and here's uh, here's the other thing. We've kind of gotten, we're, we'll have been married 15 years 
this December. Like birthdays, I just say, hey, uh, I just bought X, and that'll be my birthday present. She does the same thing yeah, for her birthday. Kind of do that with me. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so for Mother's Day, like she said, oh, I, you know, I, there's these shoes I want. I'm like, well, don't get those for Mother's Day. Just get, just get them. You know, like just buy them. I don't know. Like just get them. And then so it's kind of along the same lines that you were saying is that she, one of her girlfriends, uh, her name is Talon. And people, some people listen to the show, no talent. Her idea was she has a, a, they live in like a little community neighborhood that has a pool. And for Mother's Day, she was like, it would be awesome if we just had a day where we could just go out there and like drink margaritas and just like lay by the pool or something, you know? And like, a, like you're on like vacation. And I'm, so I'm going to get with the husbands of the wives that want to do that and say, okay, here, what day can we do that? And then it's like, okay, on this Saturday, you're going to go over there at 10 a.m. And then you're off for the day. You just stay out there all day. You know, like it seems like that would be like what moms in our in our and, demographic and, want and to in do. Future talk, and in future talk, uh, Mark's wife had a skin grafts over her entire body from being outside the sun all day long. Because she, she never does that because she's a mom. She drank, she drank a bunch of margaritas and fell asleep and she has third degree burns all over her body. For, half her body. For the record, my wife would not drink margaritas. Uh, she, I, the other women do that. My wife would not partake in any uh, uh, debauchery of that sort. Um, okay, here's something else very quickly. Um, and not that that's debauchery. I was just kidding. Very quickly, we're, we're almost up to 30 minutes. <laughs> what? Um, my oldest daughter... And now I'm going to uh, give a disclaimer. If you are, li- are you listening with your children, which God help you, I hope you're not. If there are any children that believe in, that know about Santa Claus. Hey, just stop what you're doing. Because right now, if there are children and you mention this particular entity's name, then they're going to start getting the wheels turned and be like, why, why is he talking about if they believe in? No, no, no. I said, if they know about, if you, if you are a child and you know about Santa Claus and the Easter bunny, and you are and you are listening to this, parents, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. I'm giving you five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Okay, go ahead. My oldest, my seven year old. <laughs> what? Are you kids? Santa Claus and Easter Bunny aren't real. Okay, okay. See the whole time. Oh, they're so stupid. Okay. The kids, not the fantasy. They're fantasies. They can't be stupid because they're not. They're not real. My seven-year-old figured it out. Oh, has you, has your has you have your boys figured it out yet? Jason started asking questions around Christmas, and we kind of gave him kind of vague answers. We didn't lie to him, but we're like, <laughs> but he probably. I feel like he will figure it out before this next. Okay. Christmas. Well, so here. Figure it out on his own, and then we'll kind of peel the curtain back when he's like, "Hey, is Santa Claus real?" I'm like, uh, well, here's the thing. So neither of your nine years. So ne- so, hey, so neither of your boys. I thought I feel like seven is a little young, but here here's what happened. And she was, I was a- eight when I. Okay. Okay. So here's what happens. So Easter, you know, the Easter bunny comes and and hides all the eggs, and so after church on Sunday, we're like picking up all the eggs. And they all have like candy and things in them. Well, that night, do you keep, do you keep a map of where all the eggs are? So it's like, <laughs> if, crap, we we had thirty. Now you only count twenty eight. No, we do not. You know why? Because we just we just like dump them in the backyard. Like <laughs> you don't even hide them. Yeah, So so she goes over to my parents' house. That they all the kids go over to my parents' house that Sunday night, 
and there's like a big bowl of candy in my mom's kitchen. And it's all the candy that was. Oh, I know where this is going. And it was all the candy that was in their their eggs. And she's kind of looking at the same, bowl of candy. Same, you know, same model. She's getting her detective brain going. Yes. Something's not right here. So so that night, sunny night, she comes home and I, like Jen and her are having this conversation. You know, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Well, Jen's like, "Come in here." And Halen, our oldest, had like had gone in there and said, like basically, like this is all totally bs i mean like the you know like it, like she had like totally figured it out like and so then she's like then it was funny watching her face like as she's like in santa claus of course that's ridiculous you know like she wasn't like upset or anything she was just like well of course that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard like of course that couldn't happen oh my gosh i can't believe i ever believed that it's like kind of her but it was kind of fun because it's like okay you're in on it now you're in on the joke Right and now, you got small. You got younger siblings. You can't, you can't hint around. You can't. You gotta be a like. Like I told my mom, the urban prank. You gotta be a ninja on this thing. You gotta <laughs> pretend because Hope still has another year or two where she's gonna think. And Hunter's got four or five years left. So that how did you how did you uh, come to find out? Do you remember? I can tell you very specifically. Okay, awesome. It was in the evening because the sun was down. Okay. It was not around Christmas time. I don't remember what time of year it was, but it could have been summer. I was going somewhere with my mom in the red Dodge Intrepid. I oh my gosh. That car. We were at the corner of Park and uh, Alma. Holy in- crud. I know exactly where you're talking about. There's a little gas uh, station right there and some QT. apartments. Yeah, there's, QT. there's like a QT or some yeah. racetrack that's there uh-huh. now, but it used to be just like a, a little field. crappy little Exxon. Yeah. And out of nowhere, we weren't even talking about this, and it was quiet in the car. Man, this is crazy. You remember this. Literally, out of nowhere, I just said, hey, Mom, is uh, Santa Claus real? She was like, <laughs> well, jeez. Uh, no. She kind of told me, and I was sad. You were sad? I don't know if I was sad. Because, man, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't remember if I was sad because, like, God, how stupid can I be to right. believe in this garbage? <laughs> or if I was sad, but, like, hey, uh, Santa Claus isn't real. Like that's uh, like your friend. Cousins. He was like your friend. Yeah. Okay, I you so, know. Yeah, that's. I don't remember how I like, and it was. If I recall correctly, it's been years. Twenty nine years. Yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, I it just it just popped into my head like huh. basically at that moment, like, huh, you know what's improbable, brain. <laughs> <laughs> idiot climbs down your chimney yeah it's, there's no way and he does it to seven billion people on yeah. planet earth no way moron no way no one even has chimneys anymore yeah the logic just caught up with yeah you. okay well how i found out my mom also played a role in my uh disappointing moment as she did with my oldest daughters so i had lost a tooth and the morning comes, and I'm all excited. You know, you fall asleep, just all giddy, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, I have some money, you know, and very Western culture. Hey, how, how, much, how much money do you do for your kids? Uh, we do like a dollar. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that about what you do? $8, yes. Okay, okay. So I, I remember, like, back in my day, it was like a quarter, you know? <laughs> in, inflation. So I wake up and I'm all giddy and I, I look under my pillow and my tooth is there and there's no there's no money. And it's early. You know how idiot kids wake up way before their 
parents that are trying to get desperate sleep. So I go running into my mom's room and I wake her up and I'm like, Oh mom, the tooth fairy didn't, didn't come, you know? And she's like in a sleepy stupor. She can't, you know, she hasn't really woken up yet. And she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, you can see me like put my hand to my heart and like kind of back up and go, <gasps> what you, and that's how I found out about all that. Then, of course, I started. Like, probably like the second or third tooth that Jason lost. Uh, we completely forgot. Yeah. For like four or five days. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, man, I, I keep. I, I, okay, what happens, Jason? I have to notify the tooth. Yeah, tree, right, right. Uh, a hotline that all parents have and uh, send a communique to the offices, and it has to get approved and cycled through the system. And I just, I've forgotten. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not that you know, oh, I know. So funny. I don't know, like, yeah, I guess unless you're just a jerk. Oh, remember that, like, last Christmas, or was it two Christmases ago, there was that viral video going around of that that pastor of a very conservative church, I don't even know what church it was, was, like, videoing. He was, like, in the mall and going up and down the line of a of a kids waiting to talk to Santa Claus going Santa Claus is not real Jesus is a savior Santa Claus is not real this is all your parents are lying to you yes did you never see that dude if I had hey if I had if I had seen that guy doing that I I seriously I know I would have gone to jail that night because I would have like like beaten him bloody until like I like just dude like uh, is there any harm in like the Santa Claus myth and story I know if you're the kind of person the family that also does like uh, the religious stuff at Christmas like you could do both right like you have to like make it like that Jesus is Santa Claus or, or Santa Claus is yeah. In, yeah in addition to the Jesus stuff there's also this Santa Claus guy in celebration. For, you can you can weave the you know two Man. unrelated together. I watched it a couple of times, and every time I watched it, I just got more and more angry. Just like man, I'm, and almost like almost kind of wishing that I would see something like that because like okay, you're gonna go to jail for you know what aggravated assault, but like who what what jury is? No, 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 just, hey, no, 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 just regular assault. Assault with my fists. So. Uh, but what what jury is gonna like convict you for like beating up some guy that was like yelling at like there's like video evidence of this guy like ruining a bunch of children's childhood you know yeah so anyway okay I'm writing I don't think you could find twelve you definitely could, couldn't find twelve in Dallas County That's yeah pick somebody killing somebody in a car crash. <laughs> Okay, we need to wrap. We have a couple of guests scheduled. Glenn Livingston, Dr. Glenn Livingston, has written a book. Uh, the same uh, publicist who works with J.J. Virgin uh, scheduled Glenn, Dr. Livingston. So he's going to be on. We're recording with him a week from today, Rick. Uh, uh, Mark, that does not sound like a real name. Uh, it's a real name. Glenn Livingston or J.J. Uh, Virgin? I've never anyone named Glenn. I'm sorry. Whatever. Fake. You're a, you're fake I'm news. There. You are fake news, Bentley. Um, and then we have Mike... And then Michael Ruscio is scheduled sometime in June. He's been on the show before, and he's got a new book out, and we're going to talk to him. And very quickly, I have... Can you hear this? I have a spinner. I have a fidget spinner. Oh, my God. I know. We should we should do a whole segment on fidget spinning. Um, but we don't have time right now, Rick. I'm, I've been fidgeting with my spinner. <clears throat> All, for, the, for the last 40 minutes, um, I'm much pr- I've gotten much 
practice at it. Uh, okay, okay. So uh, I will remember to put in a, a thing at the end of this one. So this has been Rick's Cop Corner. This has been uh, Mother's Day talk. This has been Self Bomber talk. And camping talk. Also. Camping talk. That'll that'll do it. Yeah, that that will do. Well, oh. I, you know what? I should set in stone a firm day to go camping. By the way, you should. We should go camping together sometime. And the whole time, Spin going, no, would you stop? Get away from that. Stop. stop. I told you to put that down. Stop. Would you come back here? That's, there were some parents like next to me, and that's like, oh, and I told my girls, I was like, hear them? That's how I feel like I sound half the time. Because you guys won't do what I ask you to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Podcast. And remember, not very stealthy. Not so stealthy forgot, stealth bomber. They forgot to switch, uh, switch it to on. So until next time, enjoy yourself.